When's your birthday, Seven? I don't know. Well, didn't you ever have a birthday party? No. no. <laughs> well, we're going to fix that right now. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. I reclaim this nudie bar for the people. Us. The Married with Children podcast. (laughs) Here we are. Yeah, we're back. These polls are for our visual pleasure. (laughs) Girls, get back up. Do your thing. Seriously, don't even pay attention. Do do like everyone else. Don't even pay attention to us. (laughs) My name is Al. As soon as I get done flipping through this uh, magazine here, uh, it's called Stupid Girls in Chains. Uh, I'm gonna start this show. Uh, so you guys, you go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, I'm Jamie. Goo goo, kush kush. Was it kush kush or kush kush? Kush kush. Goo goo, oh. kush kush. Yum yum. No, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like the line when she said it. <laughs> I know. It's it's okay, guys. That's Jamie's line. Dan, are you here? <laughs> Uh oh, he's not here. Was he serious when he said he's going to miss the next show? No, I'm Dan Chase. I'm the Tito Jackson of the Married with Children podcast. Who? Who's that? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> you got a brother. <clears throat> we are reviewing Every Bundy Has a Birthday, Season 7, Episode 3, Original Air Date, September 27th, 1992. Director Jerry Cohen. Writer Richard German. When Seven can't remember his birthday, Peggy assigns him one, selecting the next day, which also happens to be Al's birthday. The family decides to go to the town park to celebrate, only to find it's been rented by a bitch. (laughs) By a rich, snobby family. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I read that wrong. See, that's why I shouldn't scribble this stuff. Uh, special guest stars Andrew Massette as Philip, Sherry Rooney as Gwen, Frank Lloyd as Parachuter, <laughs> Weston Blake as Worker, <laughs> Ted Jan Roberts as Brian. Okay, well, I gotta start this off with a downer, unfortunately. So, when talking to Stephen Scott on our Facebook group page, it was brought to my attention that I, I guess I somehow got caught up in the moment when we were rating the last episode, T-R-A something something spells tramp. You know, I discussed a lot of things I didn't like about the episode and then gave it a five because I got caught up in the, we had such a good time doing it. And normally that never changes my rating. I've, I've never had this happen before where I just said a higher rating than I really felt. But with the whole Corey Feldman special guest appearance and everything... Um, I rated that last episode way too high. It's definitely just an average episode, and there's so much I don't like. 
And I mentioned all of it, like those two girls that Kelly met in the road, the deer crossing joke that where they laid on their back to look at the constellation, the weird joke of this place reminds me of my boyfriend. Oh, why did you come here with him? No. Why would you think that? That's not <laughs> funny to me. Um, I hated the whole tramp conversation. It was just kind of dumb. And the ending with walking these butthead. Like there were just so many like groaners and like downers to that whole thing that I can't ever rate that like it's a perfect episode so i'm afraid i'm gonna have to retract my rating for that episode and i'm giving it a 3.5 out of 5 sorry i can't in good conscience let that go <laughs> tonight it's the newest bundy's birthday you can have whatever you want at a kelly and bud's room so peg and al are throwing him a party in the park the kid is nothing but a stupid hick we'll tell him it's disneyland but once they get there this starts out as a quiet party. Please don't make me throw you out bodily. Peg, would you mind holding my weenie? Turns into a birthday bash on an all-new Married with Children tonight on Fox. So this opens right away with a twist. We think Peg is teaching Seven how to spell with blocks. And we wonder why she says, now I'm going to give you a tough one. And it's dog. And you're like, wow. I didn't think he was he came off as stupid or anything. All right, honey. Now, let's try a little bit harder word. How about dog? Come on, honey. I know you can do it. <laughs> and guess what? Kelly's the one who's learning this. That was great. I mean, instantly laugh and right away gave me good vibes like, okay, this is going to be a good episode. Like, that's what I, it's my initial thought as soon as I saw this whole bit. Initially. Oh. Yes. <laughs> D? Uh. O? Og. Dog. G. G? Well, why don't you finish the rest? Gee, she's stupid. <laughs> Let's see you finish the word smarty pants. Oh, dog. Oh, like in dogmatic. Oh, of course. I didn't like that line too much. I almost felt like, oh, that's a shame because this was really funny. And then she does that. It was kind of like a throwaway line, even the way she delivered it. And then it was, to me at least, rebounded right away when Bud walks in and oh, he says that Kelly looks That was the best. Puzzled. Yeah, that was the best. And he goes, dear God, they did. <laughs> hey, Kel. look kind of puzzled. Someone asked you to spell dog? <laughs> oh, my God, they did. Talk about it like a rebound. I actually like, laughed Ooh. out loud when I was watching <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he looks at us like, wow, they really did. Because Bud, Bud does say things like that. Right. Um, like, some, you know, like when Kelly's standing by the door and then he goes, confuse Kel, you turn then pull, <laughs> you know? Like, so this fit right in and it worked great. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. Bud's invitation to the oldest virgins in America club? <laughs> no, it's a letter from the Board of Education. An application to send little Seven to school. Oh, cool. 
I can help him with his studies, because I'd be a high school graduate. <laughs> yes, honey, and we'd be very proud of you. <laughs> Actually, I requested this, because just the other day, I saw the school bus go by, and I felt what every mother feels deep inside. Those bus drivers are getting younger and cuter every year. <laughs> so, while I was taking my oh-so-cold shower, I thought, gee, maybe I should just send Seven to school. So, I guess she wants to just, like, walk him to the bus stop? <laughs> I mean, that was something. I did not like it when she carried it over into the age thing, when she's like, oh, I thought they wanted to know my age, you know, for the take your bus driver to dinner. Right. I mean, to me, that was just a terrible joke. Right. So, it's it's like they keep it's just, wa- it's, they're waffling back and forth, you know? It's like, oh, we'll waffling. have something funny, and then we'll just... Right, twice twice in a row. They waffled that, too. Let's see here. Age. 30. 28. Uh, Mom, I think they mean seven's age. Oh. Well, I thought they'd want mine on here for the traditional mommy takes the bus driver to dinner dancing and jacuzzi interlude. Come here, honey. Now that's a hint to her real age, 38. So Seven doesn't know his birthday, and Peg's going to fix that. I don't want to be uh, picky or anything, but... <laughs> and what I'm about to say does not go for every single episode from here on out, but it does go for every single episode that does what I'm about to say. So remember, in this rant I'm about to do, it does not encapsulate the rest of this show. But I think a lot of the problem is in episodes that do what I'm about to explain. There's a new... If you can't tell by now, within three episodes, then I'll just explain this to everybody. (laughs) There's a new approach to to the humor of this show, if you haven't noticed. And um, this show is no longer set in any sort of reality whatsoever <laughs> it th- this all started with like re- it really started with a tra something something spells tramp how ellen fogel wrote things just to write them and they're absolutely they're just gone from anything any type of reality any grounding we have ever felt before is at, out of the window now it is just i'm just gonna make these things happen and they will be funny, and you will like it. That's what it is now. Like, the humor lies in the situation that the writers can create. The mm-hmm. jokes will not feel organic, for the most part, anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from what I'm gathering here. Right. It will happen, of course, but it will no longer be expected, or we can't even criticize it as such. Like, we we cannot even view this the same way anymore. I'm, I'm starting to feel. Well, once they were in Unkton and they were crossing over from the light and the dark, I'm like, okay, we're, we're here now. Right. Like, it, it just, it, it's just so unbelievable that, like we've said before, it's, it's basically like a cartoon at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like, now... We have to just judge this going forward on whether or not it's funny. It's a real-life cartoon now. Like, clearly, this is the live-action Simpsons. Right. You know? I guess the writers or something, uh, Moy and 
Levitt felt that they, for the most part, like, bled the possibilities dry here for anything this whole show can do in a grounded reality of any kind, and now they're just going for laughs. Right. I think this is over with. Like, and I think that is, that's probably, I'm starting to, like, be a real analyst here, I guess, and I'm trying to figure out why was this the, the shark jumper? Is it... Can a shark jumping season really be based on just an aspect, like involving a kid, or right. the writing isn't good? How are you, what does good really mean? Mm-hmm. Like, does it mean the same as before? Does it mean... You know? Right. A lot of people don't think the show jumped the shark in this episode. So, not episode, I'm sorry. Season. Season. Season, right. But I, to your point about The Simpsons, I think mm-hmm. it was, a lot of it was, we see how successful The Simpsons are. Mm-hmm. And they're, oh, they I think they were booming right now. They were aiming for that audience, so they were. It it was. I don't even know if it was necessarily a conscious thing. Like, hey, we need to be more like The Simpsons, right? Or if it just was a, well, this works. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, The Simpsons was in full effect. I mean, they took over the planet at this point. You gotta remember, this is 1992. Right. Uh, And it only gets bigger from here with The Simpsons. I think with The Simpsons, though, um, you know, over the years, obviously, you're going to get jokes that just don't hit with you. You know, Um, I wouldn't even say go as far as to say they're few and far between. Even if there's a couple. Right. It doesn't it doesn't feel like the show itself is kind of centric around a specific type of humor, a different type of humor. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what this is. You know, you get the jokes and we still get them. We still get, you know, obviously like Bud coming in, making fun of Kelly. Like obviously there's still those dynamics and you're never going to really lose those. But I think it's like a numbers game at this point. Like you have a a set of new jokes predicated upon this crazy setup. So obviously that's going to change everything. Everybody's approach, everybody's lines. So I think that – over time, it happens. It's not going to say, oh, this episode jumped the shark and, and this changed everything. It's slowly over time. And I think we're getting to a point where we just talked about the last couple episodes. They were great. They were great. But this one, <laughs> a little spoiler, not so much. But like, I don't know how you guys feel about it. But that, I mean, good Lord, this is bad. But like, you start you start to see different approaches. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think that's what I'm getting at here. This is different now. It's different. It's just different. Is this different, though, from them spending the day in the grocery store? Or having the uh, wedding in their backyard? Or having the swimming pool in their backyard where Kelly and Kelly and Bud have to do the jacuzzi action? <laughs> I mean, what's, I mean, I guess what I'm asking is what is what do you think is different about that? Like, how do you feel that when they put themselves in situations like this now, it's different right. from how those situations would have been? Yeah. Was that f- like heavy handed in the sense that what I'm trying to get at now? Yeah. Like Bud walking down that trail, Bud, out of 8.6 billion people in the world, Bud happens to walk down a trail that Kelly just had this amazingly huge night interaction with Corey Feldman. And the second they all leave, he strolls up. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. And then I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just asking. Right. 
Or even, and, and for this episode, a perfect example is, Dad, every kid has skyriding. You don't love me. Oh, sure I do, son. Look right here. And the, a guy immediately lands in front of you from a parachute. Like, I, I guess some of these things could have happened before on the show. Sure. But now it's like, no, guys, the, no, this is totally fake. Ju- it always was. But now there's nothing of any validity here there's no grounding whatsoever that is all gone (laughs) well you know what i think is interesting is in those episodes the previous episodes where safe take for instance the grocery store episode right they other people in the store looked at them weird and treated them you know it was what they were doing wasn't normal right but when you put them in situations now like say going to unkton where it's like half light half dark and um when you put them in situations now, it's normal for everyone. That's so exactly when they right. went to the when they went to the park in this episode and they get into this scuffle with the rich guy. Yeah. The rich guy is a parody of rich guys. Like he right. is so over the top right. and everything is just turned up. And so it just doesn't feel real in any way. It feels, you know, all of it. Like, usually they're the ones out of place. They're the ones doing the backwards thing. But in this world now... The whole world's wonky now. Yes! Like, even a good example, like, okay, the Bundy's like, who on earth would ever tape a family in a 10 by 10 taped off hazard caution tape thing and say, here you go, this is what you're allowed... That's what I'm trying to say, dude. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And we'll end a sign. You know, public area, rich people having fun, uh, and it was a pre-made sign. Right. Or right, 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 right. Well, and, and if you guys think about it, too, and by the way, I totally agree with everything that you guys are saying, like, like hundred percent. And I think that's what I'm saying, though. I don't think that this episode necessarily stands out. I just think over time we've become more accustomed to these kind of outlandish setups. Like this one feels like kind of a remake of the the one where they were stuck in traffic in a way like especially like at the at the end it's the same same outcome you know you got this family against that family and all this kind of stuff but uh but yeah over time it just gets more outlandish that this is what we're we're kind of accustomed to and i feel like from the beginning it's it's starting to shift away more because of the ridiculous setups and getting away from just why we love the show. I Or one of the reasons we love the show. Right. And when you put the Bundys in a normal world, you're, it's almost cringy, like worrisome of, oh my God, how is this person going to react to what Al just said to them or did to them? Right. right. Now. They're liable to do anything. Right. Right. And, and it, it, it's the best like analogy I could come up with like on the seat of my pants is like, it's almost like. The, the, the thrill of the chase of, like, getting a new hot chick as your girlfriend or whatever, like, picking her up and she's into you and it's like, wow, this is amazing. She really likes me. Compared to you being a, a millionaire and everyone knows it and every girl you talk to suddenly has an interest in you. Like, it's just not as fun anymore when you can have any girl you want any time and it's just like, oh, I'll pick you now. You know, what? A, it was great when, wow, a girl who's like a nine and a half actually gave me your, for your number and now it's like, yeah, well, they all do. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, I have to say. Yeah, like now everyone's on board so it's, it's not the same and listen i'm not saying every episode will suck from this point on i've i've know i know these episodes pretty well and that's not the case but what i'm saying is i think this is the thing 
that changed this approach has changed the show. Well, and I'll say this too, and I, I agree with that too. I think, like I said, over time, you know, you can't point to one thing, but if we're trying to identify a shift, we and we we break all of these up into episodes, but we we have to notice those slight nuances going forward. Right. Because I don't think you can direct in on one episode like, yeah, this is the change. No, I think it started even a little bit last season and continued on. And it just oh, you, yeah. you, you see patterns and progressions of the way just things are set up. And I mean, some sometimes it's hilarious. You know, I'll jump in out of that plane like still makes me <laughs> cry laughing. It's it's ridiculous. But, you know, so it could go either way as well. I'm not necessarily saying that's the downfall, but that's the sh there's a ship there. The difference is that everyone else was skydiving for real. Right. <laughs> and Al did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. If they made that episode today, you'd have a bunch of guys and you'd see the reasons they don't want to live and they would all be jumping out with no parachute. Yep, yep, yep. It would be like a normal thing, you know, like like this one. Uh, he he's holding the bill to his kid's college uh, tuition. This other one, he his wife uh, just found out she's pregnant again. Yeah, you know? like something like that. Then they would all just be jumping out and like like cutting the thing, the cords on their parachutes. You know, like it would be different. I kind of like, think that would be funny too, though. Right. That's because I'm just hilarious with everything I come <laughs> up with. There but, you go. But the thing is, <laughs> and I was kidding. Do you think that they've become a parody of themselves, though, at this point? Uh, like, or do you think that they're just doubling down on what the audience reacts to and what works, so they're just going all out on that? Uh, I think that's it. And but then you, yeah. I, I honestly think it's the second one. But if you have to, if you ever have to do that as a franchise, as right. a series, as anything, you have to be careful, or you'll fall into the Final Destination trap, where oh. with Final Destination Four. All they cared about, seriously though, all they cared about, and yes, I am, is the worst one in the series. Like all they cared about was the kills. There was absolutely zero character development. There was nothing. So then they just go because they knew that's what the audience reacted to. Plus, it was in 3D, so it was just like bam, 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 bam. Well, that's not interesting, you know. It doesn't. It's. It doesn't make a film, and it wasn't very good. So consequently. Five was excellent, and uh, no one went to see it because five is five is arguably the best of the series. It is so good, and but four is is inarguably the, the worst of the series. Yeah. It is funny. No, nobody will funny. argue that. It's not even that funny, dude. When it is funny, I was laughing, dude. I was is laughing. Is that the Bubba whole time. in it? Is Bubba in that movie? Bubba Gump. <laughs> I think he is. Yes. Yeah. When's your birthday, Seven? I don't know. Well, didn't you ever have a birthday party? No. no. <laughs> well, we're going to fix that right now. Because I want you to have birthdays, schooling, vaccinations, friends, a future, everything the authorities wanted Kelly and Bud to have. <laughs> so we're going to pick you out a birthday and then have a party. So now here's the joke that I said. I'm just... This is just ridiculous. Okay, so Peg wants to pick a random day that nobody's celebrating anything. So she picks January 22nd. And lo and behold, that's Bud's birthday. 
So, well, we have to keep trying. So then she picks another random date out of the 365, and it's (laughs) November 27th, and that's Kelly's birthday. Do you guys see a pattern here? Gee, yeah. And you know what's funny is that often could be Thanksgiving as well. So that was just wrong on on all accounts. Well, this is hard. How about December 25th? And then we get a good joke out of that, at least. Mom, it's Christmas. Yeah, but at least it's nobody's birthday. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. That was good. So you get two eye rollers and then you land with a good one. And, And this... This is a pattern already. I mean, we're only like, what, six minutes into this? And we're already getting like handfuls of jokes and three out of five are slipping through our fingers here. I mean, that's not great. Yeah. Not in the first six minutes. All right. How about tomorrow? Nothing is happening tomorrow. I don't think so. Okay. That settles it. Tomorrow is Seven's birthday. (laughs) Hi, honey. Do you know what tomorrow is? Well, yes. Yes, I do. And I can't believe that after all these years, you remembered my birthday. You could see that coming a mile away in a, in a way, but I guess it's funny. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. But it was, yeah, you could see it coming. It also was so sad, though, too, because Al, he broke my heart. Did you see how he looked at her? It was so sad. Oops, was that your birthday? Well, it's not your birthday anymore. I just gave it to seven. What about me? Al, every night you go to bed whining. I want to die. I want to die. And now all of a sudden you want more birthdays? Now, a lot of people have a problem with this. This air date is September 27th. So everybody's birthday is in the 20s? That's weird. In the episode, The Poker Game, Peg says Al's birthday is the 23rd. Yeah, I hate when shows do that. Because they don't expect people to catch it. Because, you know, people don't. Back then, you watched a show... You know, when it first ran and then you watched it again uh, on summer reruns if you missed it the first time. Or sometimes you just wanted to keep watching it. And then when a show went into syndication, you watch it that way. But it wasn't like today when, you know, we had Netflix and, like, streaming services and disc where you could watch it anytime you want. So they didn't think that people would care about it. Another example of no continuity... um... According to this episode, it would be in September, but Al's official birthday is November 7th, 1948, according to his driver's license. And in Al Loses His Cherry, his birthday is stated to be on the 23rd, no mention of the month. And in another episode, Peg says he has cancer, uh, that he's a cancer, which would put it in June or July. <laughs> Even that widens it a little bit, so you could throw it in a couple months, but still no. <laughs> Right, right. It is what it is. Um, so you can't go hard on this episode. I mean, I I don't know. You would think that they would, like, solidify. Like, these characters are pretty iconic, right? Like, you would think somebody would just put a standard thing. These are the basics of all these people, you know? That that kind of makes me question everything <laughs> about continuity. Well, you know, like, yeah. what else is there? 
Well, I tell that's what shows didn't think you gave a damn about stuff like that back then. They would just I, do whatever they wanted. Like Golden Girls is horrible at that. Just, oh really? Yeah, I love that show so much. But if you watch it from just just watch it straight through, which right. I used to do all the time because it was on syndication, so I would just uh-huh. constantly watch the show. Right. They never held to their continuity. It was so weird. You'd have people just popping in as different characters all the time, but long term characters, not like Officer Dan. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, Officer Dan. Oh, honey. All right. I'll give you the dog's birthday. You seem to age about seven years every year anyway. I want a human birthday. Then you just have to get on your hind legs and beg for it. (laughs) Which, again, can't Peg do anything besides take other people's birthdays? Then you get a good joke again. Al ages seven years every year anyway. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. So again, it's weird, right? Again, like, it was it's kind of low-hanging fruit when you're talking about a dog's birthday, you know, but it's good. But it's good, right. Yeah. At least somebody in the, someone in the world said it, so it might as well be this show. <laughs> Seven, as part of your birthday presents, you can have whatever you want out of Kelly and Bud's rooms. Oh, boy! <laughs> okay, there goes those art photos you took for Stupid Girls in Chains magazine. <laughs> So that was good. I wonder why Kelly has them still in her bedroom. And that's funny because remember when Peg was in Vegas and she goes, look, buddy, I told you, it's $100 an hour and they have to be art photos. (laughs) (laughs) See, look, I just laughed more at a joke from an episode three years ago than I did at anything that happened here. (laughs) Like, how sad is that? Right. Oh, yeah? Well, you can say goodbye to your so lifelike you can take her home to meet mom, rubber playmate. Okay, this is another example of they're really going heavy on Bud's a loser and they're really going to put this rubber woman, like, at the forefront here, Isis. Isis? Isis! Yeah, Seven pops Isis and she looks like she's having a convulsion at the landing of the stairs. (laughs) Somebody was off camera just shaking her off camera. (laughs) Can you imagine that guy? That was great. That's that's one of those uh, memories I have from the show uh, when I was younger, for sure. Grandmaster B, Isis, Bud really impacted the show. But no, literally him running up the stairs. Isis! <laughs> oh, you know, you remember that exact part? That, that exact moment. Like, I've seen it several times, and, it's just, and it was great this time, too. Yep. <laughs> So Bud runs up screaming, just like running after her. Oh, God, call 911. She's running out of air. Like, is Bud stupid or something? Like, what would a paramedic do about this? Do you think they come over with bicycle pumps or something? <laughs> right. And who cares if she's running out of air? Like, he's he's talking as if you blow her up once. Now she's alive, and anything that transpires from here on end might kill her or something. Like, <laughs> Well, there go your dreams of ever having any rubber grandchildren. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> hey, look at these pictures! Gotta go. He's he's gonna go through life never feeling like he got a real woman. I mean, once you see Kelly, everything else is just gonna be 
pale comparison, man. <laughs> you know, Al, I really think we ought to have some more kids. I think we could get it right one of these days. Well, Peg, at my age, I couldn't get it right if I was with somebody I wanted. <laughs> All right, Mick Grumpy. I know you're a little down about this birthday thing. And I know I have no power to get you back up again. <laughs> oh, Snookums. Come on, Al. Now, if anybody really cared about your birthday, what would you have wanted? Isis, when she was healthy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> blown up. Yeah, fully blown up he wants it. <laughs> so Jefferson and Marcy, um, <clears throat> and by the way, again, another change this season. It happened in you know prior seasons, like a little bit in five and six, but we are done with ringing the doorbell, I see. Uh, apparently so, right? Dawn, dude. Oh, yeah. That hasn't happened in a while. Peggy, could you settle an argument for us? <laughs> someone was eyeing Al, drooling for his body, would you be mad? You know, curiously enough, that happens every day. I just shoo those buzzards away with my broom. And I say, I don't care what it smells like, he's not dead yet. That was a, that was a really good line. Yeah, I like that one. Look, I, I can't help it if women want me. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Stop getting my hair done and looking killer? <laughs> Well, you could stop swinging your buttocks like a common trollop. Your wedding ring hidden in your pants. With that roll of socks. Yeah, nature's socks, baby. Uh, let me help out here. Marcy, if you're worried about Jefferson succumbing to another woman, let me put your mind at ease. He will always be true to you, because after all, why go out for milk when you got two tiny, empty pints at home? And why go out for hot dogs when you've got a tiny little cocktail frank at home? <laughs> Attached to the whole pig. <laughs> I'll go over to her house and insult her. <laughs> Gee, what's the matter with him? Well, he's a shoe salesman. And he's losing his hair. And he wouldn't know a shower if he fell over it. And he has this horrible rash on his butt. But... <laughs> Not that. I mean, why is he so sad? No. Do you really care? <laughs> no. Actually, tomorrow's Seven's birthday. Where's a good place to have a party? We generally like to be someplace where we can toss our garbage on the floor and not worry about picking it up. Yes, but rather than having it here, why not do something grand and well within your budget and have it in a public park? I think it would be nice if you went to a public park. Which surprisingly didn't get that much of a laugh. I thought that was great. That was a great joke. It was, all, it was weird, right? Like, the, like I heard like two people kind of giggle a little. Yeah, she even paused for laughs. Where's a good place to have a party? We generally like to be someplace where we can toss our garbage on the floor and not worry about picking it up. Yes, but rather than having it here, why not do something... Right, right. Because exactly. she knew it was good, but... Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else thought so. Right? No one else knew it, yeah. But us, yeah. Yeah, a lot of women like to look at me there. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. And uh, here. And uh, here. And uh, here. Of course, when you flaunt the line of your leopard underwear through your far too thin pants, you're begging for it, mister. And someday some big woman's going to give it to you hard, hard, right in the park. Uh. Mm-hmm. Take me home right now and dance for me. All right, all right, but this time don't invite your mom, okay? Now my dancing is an art and not to be cheapened by. That's my son in law. Shake your money maker over to mommy. You always hated my mother. No, I, I like dollars, damn it, not coins. I'm not a toll booth for God's sakes. <laughs> Her mother that she hates so much. I mem- remember, like, when she was telling oh, Peg yeah. about her... Yeah, like, selling the dog. She sold her dog for, like, five cents or something. Right. She goes, God, I hate my mother. And she always hated her mother. Her mother said she'd never have breasts, this and that. And yet, she seems upset at the prospect that Jefferson hates her mother. She's like, you always hated her. Right, right. <laughs> if my wife hated her mom, and then I also did, she'd be thrilled. You know, you don't want someone contradicting your feelings about your own family. <laughs> right? Yeah, I feel like if if you hate your mother, you, your spouse inherently gets that right. hate as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Marcy's mom and her, they would put dollars and coins down his pants or whatever he was doing. Like, <laughs> it's just weird, right? Like, whatever he was doing. Yeah, where are we going with this? I don't even yeah, understand was, any of it. That was creepy and unnecessary, I felt. <laughs> but, no, but I, I got to be honest with you, though. They, they Marcy and uh, and Jefferson came in, and the jokes that they had told, like, I don't know. It was almost like, is it even worth it for you guys to be here right now? <laughs> like, And I know that just, they throw them in anywhere, but, man. They're just showing off her fancy new coif. That's what <laughs> She looks good. I think she looks good. I agree. Oh, she does. Yeah. Best. She looks better this year than ever so far. Yeah, they're like, you guys really have nothing for us, do you? And, and they're like, not really. And they're like, listen, I didn't get this haircut for nothing. You're putting us in, and, and we're getting paid for the episode either way, dude. All right. So they're like, all right, we'll 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 give you this whole thing about a wedding ring and socks down your pants. We'll we'll have you suggest the party at the the park, and then we'll just write something weird about like. Jefferson dancing for your mom and you. Right. And it's all in, in one little piece of the show. It's not like to, to show even more how unnecessary they are. You know, they don't show them coming back. It's just one little scene. Get in, get out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know that they told them, like, yeah, we'll get your scenes <laughs> out of the way. Like. <laughs> I kind of feel like if it had been in the days of Marcy and Steve, that they would have, the Bundys would have somehow conned them into bringing all the food. Right. And they, right. Would, have been, they would have been at the party, too. Right. Right. That's what this was missing, huh? They should have been there. I feel like only with this, if you, you would just have to con Marcy into it because Jefferson's just kind of stupid. He'll just go with whatever. Oh, he would have went. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. You're right, Jamie. That Now that I'm thinking about it, they were so crowbarred in with not-so-great jokes, and I think that... It's because they were an afterthought. Right. Because they weren't even really meant to be in two-thirds of this episode. 
Yeah, I didn't even care for her cocktail weenie attached to the whole pig joke either. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I just, exactly. I just, to me, it was like, and of course you went there, you know, to, you know, that specific, you know, hot dog reference. And I was just right. like, eh. And then Al tries to sell it by saying something about getting insulted in his own house. I don't go over to her house and insult her. I don't know what you <laughs> And it's like, ooh, they're really trying to sell these jokes. <laughs> like, wow, they have to tell us that they uh, yeah, were insulting. Yeah, that, they're literally walking us through it, walking <laughs> us through the fire. Al, would you ever consider dancing for me? Uh, only at the end of a rope, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, then you better get it out of your system, because I want only smiles tomorrow at Seven's birthday. Gee, I hope he's not too disappointed that it's in the park. Well, the kid is nothing but a stupid hick. We'll tell him it's Disneyland. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I like that. Wow. That was good. That was good. So, now we're at the park. This isn't Disneyland. <laughs> wow, Disneyland. <laughs> um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is also not real. Oh, dude, that set was ridiculous. Did you see the back of it? <laughs> that was ridiculous. Like, that reminded me of the uh, the, the football stadium. Oh, yeah, remember that? <laughs> like, it was that bad. No, there was just a big black thing in the back. <laughs> and, you could, and you could see where it ended, like on the top, <laughs> so that you could see a back of that. Like, you could clearly see that they had split some sets up, you know? <laughs> and it was just ridiculous. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> At least they threw in some trees again. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I wonder if they used the same trees from... From the last episode? Yeah, I wonder if this was nine to $13,000. Probably saved money, that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, God. It's time to party. Who wants a hot dog? That's good because I got one. (laughs) Al had a hot dog in his pocket. Okay. Not even wrapped. (laughs) That's the problem with this scenario. Right, yeah, (laughs) yeah, the wrapping. That's the whole problem. There's no tinfoil on it. Like, ew, it's hitting the pocket? Like, (laughs) There's lint on the hot dog. Now you know the rules. You don't call for it. You fight for it. Which is why we Bundys might be maladjusted, but we are strong. (laughs) Excuse me. What are you doing here? Oh, well, between you and me, I'm celebrating my birthday, but nobody's supposed to know because my wife took it away from me. (laughs) Interesting tale, but meaningless. His name is uh, Andrew Massette. He plays Philip in this episode. He was Ronnie Bass's dad in Remember the Titans. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, the boss on Ozark. Yeah, one of, I don't remember. Like, I, it must have been from, like, season one. He must have been earlier, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, he was in Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill and Dallas. So he is a working actor. Um, He's known for... Remember the Titans? Kill the Messenger, Endless Love, and Days of Our Lives was working up until 2018. So I guess he took a year. Oh, no, he died. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, he, he took a year off or he is done with acting at this point. He looks pretty good, though. I'm looking at a picture of him. 
I think it's recent. He look he looks all right. It doesn't look too far. He already had gray hair thirty years ago, so I mean, how bad is he gonna look, right? I mean, he's still working if he's on Ozark and stuff. You know what I mean? So he's he's still definitely out there. I thought he was an attractive man. You see, I rented this entire park for my son Brian's birthday party. So take your pathetic weenie and go elsewhere. <laughs> Does everyone know Al? Okay, now a park is usually gigantic. Right. You would think Al could just walk thirty feet over and just do go about his business. Like I don't e- right. even understand the scenario here, but we'll go along with it because that's what we do now. Do you guys remember uh, when I worked in a park and I used yes. to drive a little golf cart around? So just so I actually have a, some some reference. You have insight on this, huh? So actually, uh, it's kind of sort of true. You can rent out uh, the gazebos. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say is, yeah, like yeah. at my local parks, you could rent the pavilions. Right. The pavilions. But right. you couldn't like just say, no one's allowed in the park. Right. Exactly. I've rented out a placebo. <laughs> it's a gazebo. That's a it reference, guys. <laughs> if anyone's like, what is he talking about? Now listen here, buddy. You cannot buy a public park. I pay good taxes to support this place. Al, you haven't paid taxes in years. And I would feel quite the fool right now if I had. <laughs> Look, our party's due to start. Uh, don't make me throw you out bodily. Peg, would you please hold my weenie? <laughs> well, what'll I do with my other four fingers? <laughs> Was she just going to wrap her thumb around it? Well, I was just I, when she said that. I'm like, how do you hold a weenie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying. Oh, I would imagine her joke should be like, I would hold with my thumb and my one pointing finger, and that's it. That should be enough. So if she said, what would I do with my other three fingers? That would have been fine. Yes, that would have made more sense. Right. But instead, I'm wondering, what are you talking about? So, wah, 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 wah. missed it by a finger. <laughs> That's it by a hangnail. <laughs> Al is all set to fist fight Philip. Then his wife steps in. Her name is Sherry Rooney in real life. Um, she plays Gwen in this episode, and she was in The Fall Guy, 1986. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get Philip mad. He's a fifth degree master in Kung Fu. Yeah, well, don't get Al mad. He's a fifth-grade spelling bee winner. I That's a terrible joke, again. <laughs> I mean, do you did you guys laugh at that? No. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just me, so it's everyone else, too. Okay. <laughs> now, look here. I may not be rich. <laughs> or happy. But I know this is a public park. That was good. And I love how he looks at them all and says, or happy. (laughs) And in a country of the people, by the people, and for the people, there's got to be a place set aside for scum like us. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain this line, but he just says, there's got to be a place for scum like us. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. Are we not understanding what's not funny about that? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's uh... him saying that. In the midst of his thought, is just not funny. 
yeah, and I think that that self-deprecation works a certain way. Not this way. <laughs> Not this way at all. No, it's just, yeah, it's very much like we're too self-aware and like... It's too random. Exactly. So now the Bundys are taped in. There's four poles and there's like hazard caution tape around them. It's like a 10 by 10 square on the park. And that's what they're allowed to be in while the rich people are you know, doing their party. And there's a sign behind them, a pre-made sign that says public area, quiet, please. Rich people having fun. Yeah, that's not even funny. <laughs> it's it's funny not. I mean, like, it. like, <laughs> like, it's almost <laughs> funny. But right. then you're like, that's it's really not so funny. right. Right. That's really not funny. Abandoning all every sense of reality once again. Like and see just, the thing to me, and everybody's like, stop. Everybody is going to be like, stop harping on the reality thing. Well, it's not that we don't appreciate the fact that they do things that are off the wall. You know, that's not what we're saying. Well, or at least for me, what I'm saying is that when you go so far outside the lines, then there you no longer have that juxtaposition. Right. craziness versus normalcy that's what makes it funny it's a balance involved people yeah and, and i don't like for real like like you're trying to tell me that like that's good comedy no it's not get out of here i love the show i love you guys i love doing the show and i love pinpointing all the the great moments throughout the show but there are gonna be some duds and and th- in those instances complete duds and if you try and tell me otherwise i'll see you outside (laughs) (laughs) yeah think about think about how many years of this show we have praised right and like how many episodes have we gone through and really didn't criticize almost anything right you know and just talked about how funny it is can you imagine if this was doing doing that in real life how funny that would be or oh i relate to this blah blah we've gone on for three years by saying these types of things and they were all genuine. We weren't like pandering to fans of this show or anything. It's the it's our genuine feeling. I'll say this too about you you two specifically. I think that one of the reasons that we we've worked all these years, especially starting with a horror podcast, which is carried over now, obviously, to this, is our sense of humor and and. And the stuff that we all laugh about, like we die laughing about. So I think that when when you add this this context to it, this show, I think that yeah, we appreciate the things that are really funny. But I'm also not gonna not gonna force laughter or or try and because because comedy to people is a very specific thing, you know. I'm I'm never gonna tell anybody else though if somebody else is laughing, do why are you laughing? That's not funny. I I just don't care. But, like, this is from our perspective and from my personal perspective. Stuff like that just doesn't work at all. You know? like no, and it it's just, lazy. It's, it's exactly. And they you know? know how we've seen smart writing from them most of the oh. time. The writing is very smart. Right. Most and of the time. then you have times when they go for the lazy. You know, they just go for the easy. Layup. You know, the soft pitch. and. Right. This it's it's a time like that. Like, come right. on, guys, yeah. be a little creative. You know, at least, for instance, make the sign look like it was just patched together or something. Like somebody wrote it with a marker right. or something right. like that. You know, right? 
don't have a pre-made sign as if we're going to believe the or it's it's right. as if it's supposed to be funny that the park had that sign on hand because it's not. I mean, what's funny about that? Nothing. Exactly. Like I, so this guy wrote some great episodes. He wrote, have you driven a Ford lately? 16 years and what do you get? Johnny be gone for whom the bell toes. You better watch out where Santa lands on the roof. The gypsy cried when Marcy thought she was going to die in the airplane. A three job, no income family. And now every Bundy has a... And then he wrote one of the best episodes ever after this, uh, Peggy and the Pirates, when Steve comes back. I'm just baffled by this episode. Um, you, you better watch out was genius, though. I, I almost feel like, though, it's more um, by committee at this point in terms of overall the the um, direction of the show as opposed to one writer doing it. Because, because then if that was the case, then we'd have complete different tonal shifts from episode to episode depending on who wrote it. So I feel like, again, he had to probably work within certain – you know, a certain vibe, I don't know, certain uh, confines, a certain context, whatever they had set up, what, wherever the show is, why, I don't know why it's going in this direction, but for whatever reason, um, everybody's on the same page, for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even, like, something simple, like, Al is a fifth grade spelling bee winner. I mean, it's highly unlikely. Right. Yeah, I thought that was a little out of character as well. But I mean, right. he's not stupid. But I don't know why I thought that was out of character. But it, he looks, he would be the kid that would beat up the winner of the right. spelling bee. You know, exactly. See, yeah. This isn't so bad, kids. I mean, just because we don't get to use the whole park, that don't mean we can't have fun. But go on. <laughs> she dead. Touchdown. <laughs> Kelly, extra point time. Come on. Yes! Yes! <laughs> this sucks. No kidding. So, Al and Bud are throwing a football within this t- taped-off area. <laughs> so stupid. Kelly kicks a field goal through two beer cans. <laughs> like, why would they do this? Why would they do this? Like, go anywhere else <laughs> when you're not being taped off? Like, what? Like, I'm, so- I'm sorry, guys. I just I just thought about the whole setup. Like, they go <laughs> to a park and they put tape around them and they had the- they're kicking field goals? Like, what do you mean? What? It... Do you see... <laughs> I feel like I don't want to say anything anymore. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Yeah, the setup is so stupid. Like, it's just so stupid. Like, what are you doing? Like, uh, oh, oh, like, oh, oh, Al being a badass is when he breaks the tape. Like, what? Like, oh, yeah, the music kicks in and it's like, oh, we're getting down to business now because he like, he literally let another guy put him in a little taped area. Like, like, what? I've seen old ladies do that opening supermarkets. Exactly. Like, you know, it's really crazy about it. Like, the visual just like makes me get flashbacks about when Al 
tied all the kids' hands together with a garland when he was uh, Christmas. Uncle Al's baby. Yeah, the Christmas episode when he was a babysitter in the mall. With Henry Roland Garter, yeah. Think of the genius of that and how cool that is. That's I feel badass. like we haven't been to the shoe store in a very long time. Go back and see. Okay, here's my main problem with, with all this new stuff that we're talking about. It doesn't work. Go back to the well. You can create so many different situations. Like, I'll bet you if we were given tonight, we could all come up with a great Married with Children episode that, that is indicative of all those classic things and still bring something new to it within the confines. Like you said, like, let's go to the shoe store. Let's do something stupid there this week. Like, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. If it gives you any comfort tonight, I mean, this is this is a pretty somber night in the nudie bar, but uh, I will tell you, you'll get your fill of the shoe store, Jamie, in the next four years. <laughs> or in the next four seasons, I should say, because we'll be done with it in two and a half or so. It depends if we do another summer uh, summer schedule, but yeah, we'll be done with this show in two and a half years, and in that time, you'll be in the shoe store a lot. So somebody did pick up on that. <laughs> Sets getting dusty. They're like, hey, guys, we should use this. Yeah. Uh, they're like, listen, you don't use the set. We're going to tear it down. All right. All right. We'll write an episode around it. Why aren't you people having any fun? Aren't you tired of only celebrating my birthdays? You know, that sit down dinner for 300 of my closest friends at Cafe Poof, <laughs> where the guest of honor, moi, gets to eat scrambled eggs off the chests of exotic male dancers. <laughs> That just doesn't even sound titillating or yummy, like anything, any healthy, emo- good, happy emotion, like Did, nothing. It sounds disgusting. I met a dude one time who was literally trying to sell me on breakfast at a strip club and how it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I've heard some strip clubs have good buffets. To but... Jamie, Jamie, that's what? disgusting. But I don't want to eat eggs off of anyone. That's gross. <laughs> Like, One time I had soup at a strip club. Soup? <laughs> was, it, was it egg drop soup? Oh. <laughs> no, I, no the, the bartender was a very nice lady, and she said she made it herself, and she brings it in. And I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's, the, that's one of the weirdest things ever. <laughs> yeah, I was so hungry, I couldn't leave. <laughs> I can't leave here until I get every disease, and that includes botulism. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My, my leprosy is not enough. I want it all, baby. If you had leprosy, they could make soup out of you eventually. Oh. <laughs> when, when I flake off into the ball, it's like crackers. Oh, oh. <laughs> but let's make this party the best party in the park. Well, maybe the second best party. The rich people hired the Blue Angels. Hey, look, they're sky riding. Happy birthday, Brian. This is costing your dad $50,000. Why not? You're the best kid in the whole world. And and this, too. This... God, this is... I feel so bad. I hope everyone feels the way we do. Because I... Oh, dude, no. I cannot stop tearing this to pieces. And it's so funny, because when I watched it, this sort of occurred to me as I'm watching, but as I'm looking... At these notes, I just, my mind, I just don't know what to think or make of this. Um, Happens to me with movies all the time, too. 
like a lot of times it's in the opposite direction. You know, I will watch something and don't I don't think I care for it too much. But then when I talk about it with someone, you get into, you know, I it makes me. Yeah, get more into it. But this is it's so weird. This is exactly the opposite. You mean this is the opposite? <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't hate this when I was watching it, you know? Right. But as we're talking about it, I'm just like, well, this was It's like, whoa. Oh no, I, okay. I hated it. I hated it just as much when oh, I did watched you? it. Well, yeah, I but check this got, out. I kinda got that. Like right. you <laughs> led with it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. No. My garbage disposal got uh, blocked up today, so you know I had people in here trying to fix it. It was just like really stressful. And then I watched this, and I was like, "Oh!" I and the stress didn't go away. Well, right. I was like, I, "I'm hoping this won't affect my viewing." So when I wasn't laughing, and then as we're doing the episode, and you guys are saying how much you hated as much as I did, you were like, "Oh, good, it wasn't the garbage." I'm like, "Oh, good, okay, it didn't affect." It me. was this garbage. It just wasn't. Yeah, right. It's this garbage. It wasn't that garbage, right? <laughs> Um, so the Blue Angels, the United States Navy Flight Demonstration Squadron, which was initially formed in 1946, making it the second oldest formal acrobatic team under the same name in the world. The Blues performed at both military and non-military airfields and often over major U.S. cities and capitals such as Chicago, Air and Water Show. That is who wrote out this ridiculous thing in the air and we're not just writing that because we're being paid you mean really may god bless you and keep you and don't forget we also do weddings except in april when we're booked for the peggy bundy birthday bag oh, hi boys so yeah they so what do you guys think of this humor again um i feel like i feel so bad but what do you think of the humor of no Happy birthday, Brian. This cost $50,000. That was so stupid. What a waste. And the speed in which Bud read it. So stupid. Right. So dumb. And he, they would write, except in April for Peg Bundy's birthday bash. Right. Like, literally, my eyes rolled. Oh, uh, I saw my brain for like five minutes and they rolled so hard. <laughs> oh, that it whole small, bit right? where... That whole bit where Peggy is talking about, you know, I invite 300 of my friends, the 300 of my closest friends to watch me, you know, the whole poof right. thing. That whole thing is like, right. oh, you weren't there? Oh, I got, you know, it's like, what? And since when do you have 300 friends? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, everybody hates you guys. Like, what? Yeah, they had, she's, she used to have like six friends that hung out with her in season one and two or so. Right. She wasn't funny with that. And then oh. you get the dad talking about how much money he spent. And then the, the angels talking about how much money was spent. And then the parachuter talks about how, you know, he's, right. he's paying me a whole lot of money. I'm like, this stuff isn't funny. Right. Every kid at school had sky riding. You don't love me anymore. Yes, I do, son. Look at this. <laughs> hey, boys and girls. Hi, Peggy. Oh, is that you in there? Hi. See you in April. Now, kids, Brian's dad paid me a lot of money to break my leg for Brian on his birthday. And it hurts real bad. So the kid says, you know, every kid at school has sky riding. You don't love me anymore. Now, the dad just paid $50,000 for that. The kid says that, so nothing's good enough. 
And then he goes, yes, I do, son. Look at this. He 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 says this, and um, the guy comes down right on cue. <laughs> Did he come down with his leg already broken? Because I don't feel yeah. like I saw him break his leg. No. Yeah, I'm like, did I miss something here? <laughs> that, I totally didn't get that joke. I don't know if I still even fully do because, yeah, he didn't have a broken leg. Like, what? Oh, he just landed very softly and then that was – wouldn't he at least say ow? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Is this a thing? Do parachuters break their leg all the time? Because I would think they do, but I, I don't ever hear of it, so I don't really think they do. <laughs> It's like I thought he was gonna kind of do an Ace Ventura kind of thing, um, like a or just Jim Carrey in general. Like I'm gonna break my leg. You know, Jim Carrey would like grab his leg and then turn his body, and you just hear yeah. a crack, then he'd collapse to the floor. Like I thought something like that funny was gonna happen, but no. You know why? Because that's funny. <laughs> that's why it didn't happen. Exactly. I what 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 was that? What are we doing here? What kind of rich dude spends $50,000 on the Blue Angels? Oh, and I'm calling. Then a whole lot of money on the parachuter, but he's having his party for free in a park? Like, what is that? Right. It just doesn't go together. Right. Then, like, the menu, and then they have a pinata? Like, this stuff does not go together. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing goes together. Oh, but real fast, I don't want to gloss over it. Uh, We'll we'll get there, trust me. But Frank Lloyd uh, is, you know... Norris. He was Norris in the first seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing we never really got into, uh, I was always saving it for something, but I don't really know what I was saving it for. But um, with our research team, and I, again, thank Luigi. He's on our Married Children research team, podcast research team now. And uh, so he mentioned this, and he probably realizes I never did, because I guess, I don't know. I, don't, I was saving it for something. I have no idea what. I probably should have said it in the Jessica Hahn episode. But <laughs> he is currently married to Jessica Hahn. Since 2017, it was revealed, actually. Who, Luigi? Uh, uh, Frank Lloyd. Oh. Yeah. I think we would have known if Luigi was married to Jessica Hahn. <laughs> yeah, you think he would have mentioned it in the in the freaking England shows? I was like, oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's something. How do you leave that out? But he told us how he started watching Married with Children. But okay, yeah, he did. But he somehow didn't mention Jessica Hahn. It uh, Ron Levitt. One of the co-creators married Jessica Hahn, and then he died in 2008. And I remember when he died because Howard Stern was uh, talking about because Jessica Hahn was a uh, is I guess still probably a huge regular in Howard Stern. Right. She kind of like hooked up with this dude Frank Lloyd almost instantly after that, and it's weird how she kept her marriages in the Married with Children family. Right, right, like how how weird that she'd be married to the co-creator, and then as soon as he dies, Norris is there to pick up the pieces, like, instantly. Huh. It is just weird. Yeah, that yeah. is weird. Come on, kids. It's time for a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> They're eating shrimp, kids. That's fish. Nothing says party like pork. Although, later when he goes over there, it's nothing but burgers and steak and hot dogs. Uh... That's fish. Nothing says party like pork. And I'll do the slices. <laughs> hey, now watch it now! Pulls out that hot dog he had. Uh, again, not funny. Yeah, no. 
I mean, look, that's mildly funny. I think if this wasn't surrounded by unfunniness, that the hot dog wouldn't have been a big deal. Right. Before everybody but me eats. Let's give thanks. Amen. Amen. All right, well, who has the mustard? Oh. So they, they break up this hot dog, and Al doesn't get any, or... I forgot exactly the scenario, but all I know is the kids, Kelly and Bud, say we're the Tito's of the Jackson family. All right. Now, Seven, I've got dessert for you. <laughs> nuggy, nuggy, nuggy. Kush, kush, kush. Yum, yum, yummy. <laughs> nuggy, nuggy, nuggy us. Never cushed us either. I see yum yum me once in high school. And to think, I spelled dog for that woman. We were the forgotten ones. We're the Tito's of the Jackson family. It's unfair. I mean, nobody asked us if we wanted the stupid kid. Well, don't feel bad, honey. Nobody asked me if I wanted you two guys. All I'm saying is that I can't believe he's getting all of mom's love. He's not even a real Bundy. He's no kind of Bundy. Bunny is the name you earn. Our emotional scars run so deep you can almost see them. Yeah, it's a point of pride. Ever since the day the first Bundy stepped off the Mayflower. Halfway over. <laughs> Never found him, but they recorded his final words. Methinks we're here. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, Seamus? <laughs> is he saying that he, like, walked off the boat before they made it to land? Uh. That's, that's what I got from it anyway. That's what I got, but at this point, you know. I thought the acting from this kid in this episode was the worst. Oh, Seven's acting was terrible. It wasn't even acting. I don't know if ADD was a thing in the 90s, but this kid couldn't even stay still. He's looking off camera. He's looking at something. He's looking back at him, looking back. Like, it was the most distracting thing Working with that age kid, especially if they have some kind of, like, you know, hyperactivity disorder or something, is the worst. I, when I made my movie... There was a little boy in that movie, and he has a very small pro- – I mean, the whole movie, guys, is like two minutes long. It's not right. – you know, you don't have to sustain any kind of – Is it your supermarket movie? Patience, yeah. Oh. Yes. Um, that little boy who was on screen for like yeah. 10 seconds, Oh yeah. I had to shoot that. Kid? Seven or eight times because <laughs> he kept getting distracted – by like he'd hear a train in the distance and he'd go wandering off towards oh, the really? train. Really? Like, yes. Wow. <laughs> and he wasn't supposed to have like I had to change the whole scene because I couldn't get him really? to cooperate. Yeah, it was the worst. Wow. It was so bad. Wow. Yeah. When when you said something about him on the last episode and then the one before that, I was like, I don't know, guys. It's a, it's kind of harsh. Like. I don't know, like, uh, yeah, he's bad, but nothing worse than I've seen. Like, I've seen a lot of children. This was probably... Yeah, you said you just you just don't think about it. Dude, this was the worst. Like, it was distracting. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't not see it. Like, I was just, like, focused in on it. He was just, like, off the wall. I'm like, wow. We're the real Bundys. Why, that kid never suffered any real rejection. Not until he's heard the service entrance is in back. Or, or not even for 50 bucks. Yeah, or don't ruin it by talking. Right. Right. Again, good and not good jokes. Um, 
start off with uh, things that Seven never heard before. The service entrance is in the back. Now, I'm sorry, what what am I supposed to laugh at what with that? What is that? Yeah, I do it exactly. You didn't get that either. Okay, good. And then Bud goes, yeah, or not even for $50. Now, that was good. Right. And then Kelly goes, or don't ruin it by talking. That was really good. Mm-hmm. And then Al's reaction, the way he looked at her. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, yeah, that was good. Pointed to her with his thumb, like, mm-hmm, or whatever. <laughs> uh, that, that was good. But Al's line was not. Like, that's the best thing Al Bundy would say? Right. Seriously? Yeah. The service entrance is in the back? I, can, can I be honest with you? When, when when they said that and then there were a couple other ones, um, at this point I was kind of checked out. Like nothing was hitting. <laughs> nothing was hitting. Yeah, like, I honestly don't even remember that exchange. Right. That's what I I'm don't. saying. I'm like, I don't – I like – very randomly, you know, like, like, oh, yeah, that did happen. huh? I remember okay. the part that it would have happened in is when they were complaining right. about not, you know, Seven, yeah. not being a Bundy. Yeah, I just don't remember that exchange at all. I must have. I don't know what happened. I blacked out for a second. I don't know. <laughs> and that's a shame because because there were there were two good ones. Two good ones. Right. <laughs> you sit through the bad, Jamie, and then you'll get a good every now and then. Yeah, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shame that you, when you can't even hold our attention the entire time like you used to, and all of a sudden you get a zinger in there. It's like, well, I'm sorry. I zoned out. And, and I'll say this, too. Like, you know, nobody's more bummed than us about something happening oh, yeah. like this with an episode. You know what I mean? Like, we want to laugh. We're here to have a good time. We're watching the episode. Let's go. Like, get like make me laugh, you know? But it's like I said before... episodes that makes you grateful it's only 22 minutes. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like this one, I felt every minute. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just wow. excruciating. And this like is said, a candidate for 1.5 speed. Um, oh, don't don't even hint it. I'm I'm, I'm gonna cry. No, don't say no, no. But here's my thing with it. I I, I honestly think that it's it's at a point now where um, all all you can do is go up from here. <laughs> okay, good. That, that, that's a positive. And I'm always hopeful for the future. Don't get me wrong, but like, it, oh yeah, don't worry. There's good ones, man. At this point, I'm just like, yeah, no, this is – and I'm big on vibes, you know? Like I, I just – I go with the vibe of the episode, you know? Um, and all all the jokes sometimes, like they all kind of mesh well and kind of form this, this, this comedy that just works, that just creates a tone, that creates a vibe, you know? With all this – it's it's almost like watching <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween for the first time. You're like, wait, what? Like, what's going? Like, this is completely different, you know. And that- you know what's amazing? Yeah. In the last episode, you said you would show that to somebody to show married with children. What? Can you imagine if someone showed you this episode of, and this is married with children? Would you? I'd be like, well, I don't really want to watch anymore. Oh my god, absolutely! It'd probably be worse. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't watch anymore. Thank God I started watching around season three in real time. Well, and, and I was going to say it's 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 better than something like Top of the Heap, but I'll say this. Oh, God. But, but, but no, check this out, though. It's better <laughs> than that, but because it's the Bundys, it should be held 
to a higher standard, so it almost brings it down to that type of level. <laughs> almost. Well, that's oh. true, but that will be. I mean, yeah. When you break it down, even this episode, which is seriously has some issues, right? Even I, I did laugh a couple of times. So even the worst I, episodes make me laugh. I agree. So that's not, you know, that's something. Right. Um, top of the heap. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like, no. there's nothing. No. So seven is playing pinata with the other kids. He just snuck over and started, I guess, hitting this thing. And then the dad picked him up like a log or something and then like dumps him back behind that tape on the caution tape with the poles. And he says, keep your son, you know, out of here. Seven delivers another terrible line. This birthday stinks. I want to go home. And that gaze in his face. Yeah. Coupled with that delivery. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I love it when Alex is speechless. Like it just—it speaks so loudly. I—I don't know. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> really, no. This birthday stinks. I want to go home. Me too. Let's go. Not just yet. So the he walks over. Al and Seven walk over to the other party, and the guy says, "Listen, pal, you're not allowed to be here." Read this permit. Then we get to a great joke where Bud walks up behind. He goes, Bud, show this man what we think of permits. And Bud puts salt on it, crumbles it up, and eats it. Now, that's not the the best part of the joke. It's when Al's like, ha, ha, ha. Then all of a sudden, you know, he's all happy because he he showed that guy. Then all of a sudden he turns around and it occurs to him. He says, you know, you could have saved me some a little bit of that. I didn't get into that hot dog. <laughs> But, you know, you could have saved me a little bit. I didn't get no hot dog, you know. I would have eaten paper. You know, that's normal. But, like, I don't even care that that's stupid because it's actually great. See, do you see the difference? It doesn't have to be real. It's still great. Now, see, I I need a moment like this to justify our criticisms. Like, like when people say, why do you care? Not that anybody says this. Like, we have the greatest listeners ever. They, They really get us. And they don't really complain about anything. Right. They don't complain about the whole new cast lineup. They don't complain when there's guests. They don't complain when we rant. They don't complain about really anything. Right. They didn't complain that we had a summer schedule. I mean, we have the greatest listeners in the world. Right. That's awesome. So nobody does that. But I just feel like people maybe think we might be annoying if we compare things to real life. And this is a perfect example of why, no, this is not real life. People don't eat permits. But do you see why this is hilarious? <laughs> right. Even though? Right. You know, like, that's great. Right. And that's what I love about the show. This is the kind of humor that we need. Um, it doesn't It doesn't take a lot to make me laugh. It's all about context, though. That's all it is. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, the uh, kid here wants a crack at your piñata. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Hold on. And I want one of them burgers. <laughs> yeah, I reclaim this park. For the people. And I reclaim this uh, hot dog for the people and this steak for the people. <laughs> That's mine. That's it. He's hot Gucci, pal. <laughs> so the guy gets pissed off and he gets into his kung fu mode and kicks Al like a bitch. Al grabs his leg. 
right? Al grabs his leg. The guy offers Al a hundred bucks to let go. Tee-hee. <laughs> you know, buddy, it seems your foot is stuck. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you let me go. Take it, Al. Take it. Nah. Nobody gave me a birthday present, so I guess I'll give myself one. Happy birthday, Al. <laughs> and Al gives himself a birthday present and socks the crap out of this dude. Now they all start fighting. The, oh, is there anybody else? Ever, oh, and the guy who um dumped dog crap into the garbage, uh, his name is Weston Blakesley. And he's famous for Kiss the Girls, Pleasantville, Monk, and Alias. He has 32 acting credits. Because nice. I know everybody wants to catch up to see what that guy's still doing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't throw crap into a garbage can and just be forgotten about. So Now, the son here, who this, <laughs> this party is for, his name is Ted Roberts. He's famous for Milk, Hollywood Safari, Tiger Heart, Masked Rider. He worked 16 more times after doing this episode. And this episode was his first acting ever. Oh, nice. Come on, kids. Let's kick some rich butt. <laughs> You're ruining my party, you baboon. Stop! Yeah! Then we get to the most heavy-handed please 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 accept this new kid right. on our show uh, right line i've ever heard in my life oh if dan's famous for throwing up <laughs> on our scream three commentary if you did not throw up when you saw that i would be disappointed <laughs> So please, Dan, give us the sound effects of what you did when he said this. I'll actually play him saying it, and I want to hear you vomit. Wow. Here we go. I'm proud to call out Baboon my daddy. I'm proud to call out Baboon my daddy. I'm proud to call out Baboon my daddy. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. That is just about what I did. Wow. Can we get, can you beg us any harder? Are you, can you be any more thirsty than that line right there? And then he walks over and punches this kid. Then you get Bud and Kelly kicking ass with Peg. She was like doing something with the other mom's head or whatever. I don't know what she was really doing. I think she was trying to get her hair off her head or something. That's I don't what know. it looked like. <laughs> right? <laughs> now they really try to get this down our throats. Now Bud co-signs this thing. Dad, did you see Seven Slug, that kid? He's a mean little booger. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? He might even prove to be stupid, too. <laughs> I think he's a real Bundy. Me too! I declare Seven an official Bundy! Can I get a unified Whoa Bundy? Whoa Bundy! And Bud's face, man, he was really trying to sell it, too. Then Kelly gets in on the act and says, hey, he might even be stupid, too. 
I think he might be a real bunny. That was the worst. The the whole every one of them. It's just like everything was horrible. I mean, the only thing I could give him credit for is that maybe they were attempting to do like a parody on a Christmas Carol or something like that, where it's like, and I, you know, I love you, everyone, you know, or God bless you, everyone, or but it just was terrible and not funny and. Oh, that wasn't supposed to be funny. That was supposed to that was supposed to touch your heart. Yeah, I know. It didn't come close to that either. It it was closer to being funny than to being heartwarming. <laughs> because I just I don't like that kid. You know, even way back when they were still in the corral, in the poor people corral, and he's like begging Al for the piece of hot dog. I'm like, this is the kid you called a stupid hick. Seven minutes ago, and now you're you're saying that you are so proud to have him as part of your family. And it's cheap. I'm I'm proud to call this man my daddy. No, this baboon, my daddy. Can you believe that? That's almost him saying, "I accept Al for who he is." We don't need you to accept anything, right? Number one, I don't need your acceptance, right? And I certainly don't need you to accept my favorite TV character. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like we, we we love them already. Yeah, no, thanks. We got it. <laughs> yeah, we're good, bro. You could just wander off into no nowhere land. I, I, you know, thank you. <clears throat> so Al says, me too. Me too. I declare seven an official Bundy. I mean, God, you had to. Like when a when a girl first does a porno or whatever, and then she's in the shower, like what you feel like or something, or when you first sell yourself on the corner and you're in the shower, Al. There's a there's a shower involved somehow somewhere. When you check He's into a hotel a sh- and ask for cabin one, <laughs> and then you take a shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oddly enough, I'm talking about a shower with a guy who doesn't take any. <laughs> That feeling when you trip and fall into the mud and then you take a shower. You shower. Take a shower. Yeah, you know, my point is you must feel dirty is what I'm trying to say. Like, Thanks, Alex. No, we got it. Yeah, no, we got it. <laughs> well, I'm still talking about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just elaborating on my initial thing. Uh, so You're making me laugh more than this episode did. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm telling you. He had to. I mean, man, if that's all it took, punching a kid once, I, then I could definitely get in this family. <laughs> like there's an entrance exam. Punch kid. <laughs> I'd be one of the tribe if um if I was given the chance. But no, no, seven is. So that's great. Well, apparently the the the, uh, <laughs> the acceptance level, the, they don't set the bar too high. All you, all you got to do is just... Uh, Show up from Bobcat one episode with Linda Blair, and then they'll just accept yeah. you. <laughs> You'll be good. <laughs> well, that was a interesting review. Um, hope you enjoyed that. So that's a word for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, how many times are we going to mention how much Daddy paid for this birthday party? Out of five. Huh, I'm afraid to see who goes. I I feel like Dan's rating will be so low that hopefully Jamie says something that inspires him to raise it at least one point or something Probably, like that. No, no, no. She well, she's not that much of a wordsmith to actually. 
there's just no way this episode was horrible. Like, it was so bad. There's no way. Do you want to try, Jamie? I mean, I don't think you're going to even try, but... I mean, I was like, don't look to me for support, but I didn't give it, like, a two. I want no part of it. I'll go with a two. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it either. So I'm going to say I'm going to mention it twice. Two. I didn't like it. Hmm. Okay. Dan, how many times are you going to mention how much Dad paid for this party out of five for this episode? 1.5. Like you're near hated it and didn't like it. No, like I hated this, and and believe me, I was teetering between that and a two. Two being very overtly generous of me, I couldn't do it. I just didn't like it, and you know, from front to back, you know, from the time that I started watching this, and then you know, as we're talking about it, kind of wrapping things up now, nothing. <laughs> that's been brought to my attention, which obviously you guys are great and bringing everything to attention. Unfortunately, all those things it were exactly how I felt about them as well. Um, I, I thought that, that there were some jokes that were on point. Most of them fell flat for me. I, I didn't laugh. I felt emotionless during this episode. I felt cold. I felt in a desolate <laughs> place in my life. And so, I'm just, I'm really just hoping that, uh, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe Jefferson, We'll have a uh, Jefferson-centric episode or something uh, soon, and it can change the tides for me. But as of now, yeah, one one point five, and and they're lucky to get that. Yikes! Yeah, you need your buddy Jefferson to save you. Something. Man. Hey, I'm waiting. Wow. Um, <laughs> Maybe Bosco. I don't know. Bosco's return. Bosco's revenge. <laughs> something. <laughs> Bosco. <laughs> Yeah, keep on mentioning better better shows than this one. I'm going to be, I guess, super generous and give this a 2.5 out of 5. Because See, we weren't even that far off. Yeah, I, I'm between didn't like it and like it. Only because, although let's just say half the jokes were good. The ones that weren't were, were depressingly bad. Um, cringeworthy. Shocking. That they they would even do some of this stuff. Um, some of the things just baffled me, like how the guy broke his leg, how that went nowhere. Uh, I don't even we didn't hear a crack or anything, did we? I mean, did did I miss something here? I mean, I no, I don't even I don't even know what I was watching at that you know at that point. But yeah, no, it had a great opener. The premise, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, this kid, we give him a birthday. Uh, I didn't like that she picked every single person's birthday. Going to the park was cool. We got a new set. Um, it was cool to have a family that that bought the park there. and But then you put them in this 10 by 10 thing. Just stupid. Yeah, you had a good idea, but didn't really, like, pay off right. in any real way. You had a fight, which I always love. Um you know, I liked watching them beat up a family and Bud kicking a clown in the stomach and then then getting – it's weird. If you look at Bud, he kicks the clown, then does something else. The clown's on the floor. If Bud looks like he's about to do a wrestling move. Then the clown's just on the floor. Then Bud seems to, like, want to go around him or do something, but – He just steps on him. He just – no, doesn't do anything. He just stands there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look at it again. It's like he was going to do something and just bailed out on the idea because he knew the camera was panning over. Like, it was really weird. <laughs> you gotta watch it again. I'm telling you. I probably won't. Oh, yeah, that's right. We won't. That's weird. You'll never see it. I guess I'll have to, like, play and tape it on my phone and send it to you. 
it, I am ashamed now that in the last show I said back in the day I remember liking this one. And again, you gotta remember, I'm watching it with a more critical eye at this point. We are breaking these down. We're doing a chronological exploration of these episodes, which is a lot different than sitting down and watching them. It's just different. Now, I've pointed out many a time that Married with Children has not suffered due to this fact that we're doing this. It is great under scrutiny. This is an amazing show. It has been the greatest time ever. Being in this nudie bar and going through these episodes. I've never had more fun. Yeah. And I'm not thinking that that fun is over. I surely don't think that... I know that these are all not going to be like this. But this one was. I don't know what to say. I hope uh, we didn't destroy anyone's favorite episode or anything. <laughs> but beyond that, yeah, 2.5, and I'm being super nice. Um, so next week, tune in. <laughs> As we review... Some poor dude is just now tuning into this show. He's never heard it before. And then he's like, oh, my God, they hate the show. Why are they doing this podcast? <laughs> Why do they commit to something they don't even like? Al on the Rocks. When Peggy panics over Seven's sneezes, <laughs> she begins piling up medical bills, forcing Al to take a second job as a topless bartender. We get some good dad dancing in this, I know for sure. And um, I have fond memory. I'm not afraid to even say that anymore. Uh, you know, I'm trying to like keep building hope for the next episodes in season seven. But after I said the last one, I said that um, I remember liking everybody as a birthday. Now nah, I just don't want to say anything. So we'll see you next week. 